Oh, man. The sweet sounds of this introduction <laughs> with JoJo Kogel, my co-host. And the one and only Dot McDaniel. That's right. <laughs> it would be Dorothy, director of Trees Columbus That's nonprofit right. in Columbus, Georgia, talking about canopy of trees. And her canopy is matching the fall foliage right now. <laughs> <laughs> Top of mind, I'm talking about her hair. It, it does. Is it red hue to it? It looks good. <laughs> I am red like the oak trees. Mom. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. There's still foliage around JoJo, and canopy of trees are great. In the summer, and the heat, and the sun, and it helps improve our breathing. So we 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 are back and talking with Trees Columbus. We talk about getting fit and getting outdoors. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I've been on this man of war trail for some time, and we've been talking about some snakes too. So watch the snakes if it's during the fall months or the spring. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, this podcast was uh, probably fall because I was talking about your hair, obviously. And there's been rumors <laughs> and pictures even too because the warm of my weather. Hair? Oh no, of snakes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have snakes in your head. I'm telling you, you don't. No, Trust yeah. me. She may be it's a tree. Medusa. She's a tree hugger, and so we are all. You are. But in this political climate we're in, you know, I want to say we're not going to talk politics, but think about politics for a moment and that people right away think that anytime we talk about environment or trees, right away it seems a shift that you're a, you're a left winger or so. No, the, the most, everybody in every political side should be, it, it should be embracing your environment. It should be clean air, everything, uh, trees, clean the air. I love climbing trees. We've done that professionally. We don't, we don't want anyone to get out there to try to climb a tree I and get hurt. I did this recreationally this weekend. Oh, you did? Yeah. Where? I had to take my Christmas decorations. My, I had to take my Halloween decorations off, so I had to climb the tree. Really? So yeah. what do you? What do you oh, I'm I am probably still. the only person over the age of. How high is this tree that you put? You put Halloween decorations on? Yeah. It? I didn't even notice. I haven't even been over to look at your house. I have to check it out. Joanne, did you have that tree inspected by a certified arborist before you climbed it? Thank you, Dorothy. The city came by and trimmed it. It's probably it, not a good. Very sign. solid. <laughs> okay, so did she do it right, Dorothy? That's the key. I mean, it's on her property, Bob. So no, she it's can, on city property. Do, oh, oh, it is on city property. Yeah, oh. I climbed the tree. So I, well, there's nothing wrong with climbing a tree. No, no, we're not saying it, but great. we want to do it in the right way because Dorothy's bringing back the tree I climb. The tree. Yeah, we're bringing back the tree climb, Bob. We're, we're going to do it right, Joanne. I, right. I climbed the tree, old school, <laughs> slung myself up there, in oh, maybe God. in my pajamas on a Saturday morning. <laughs> To take my Halloween that's worth a cup of coffee to watch off the tree. There were some people that drove by and they were like, "Who is this person over the age of twenty five? Twenty five. There you go. So up, I said it right. Up in the tree, and I credit my functional fitness for being able to get down. So <laughs> that is a good workout, and especially get, bring it back, Joanne. Have you ever climbed the trees on Broadway in Columbus, Georgia, or any other city? People listening, you got the Department of Forestry, Arborist, um, your your local nonprofit trees. We are a tree city too, and we're one we of the, we're yep. one of the largest ones in the country, one of the oldest, I should say, and, and the first in first Georgia. in Georgia. So that being said, yeah, climb a that, tree, climb a tree. We've done it for years, and then it kind of ceased, but now we're getting back to now. We are bringing it back. That's right. So, and we're going to do it in October. Um, we don't have a, a sponsor yet because we just decided to do it last week. So if anyone would be interested in sponsoring that, we'd love to have you. But we're going to bring Bob. in professional. I, I, I we're going to bring in professional tree climbers. Yes, Joanne. 
to uh, rig up the ropes. We're going to have the harnesses. Kids can do it. We've had anybody from eight years old to 80. And it's because when you just key down something that Joanne doesn't do is, I would love to see Joanne in a harness, but (laughs) she does it without a harness. These are done with a harness. I have a harness. Oh, you really did? No. Okay. Well, I have one. Someone left it in front of the gym when you the whip other day. that when you whip that rope over that tree branch, put the harness in, you clip yeah. yourself in, and you use your own body weight. Use your you're basically using your legs, kind of pull, pulling you up. It's yeah. a, it's a good core workout. Joanne would know, you know, it's a CrossFit I movement. Climbed my tree, old school. Have okay. you uh, told Bob the story about getting stuck on your own roof? No, I didn't. Oh, come on. No. I'm so glad you maybe said that. Maybe that's for a different podcast. No, maybe yeah. we need... What the heck did you get stuck on your... Well, did you have to Bob, get rescued? Let me tell you. Did you cost... Did it was a taxpayer's money to get you off that roof, JoJo? No, because you want to know why? Yes. Because I was stuck up on the roof with no communication device to oh. call anyone <laughs> in a brief moment of panic on the back of my roof where nobody could see me. How did you get see up what there? had happened was Maybe is that I thought that my roof yeah. was leaking and Chuck was deployed and really the only way to fix something was to do it by myself and so I opened the window in her Birkenstocks in my Birkenstocks okay. real smart okay yeah. in my, I mean I do a lot of things in my Birkenstocks I would never have considered that is so it? in my Birkenstocks in my Lululemon shorts oh my in a God. tank top skinning your and then I got outside of the window, singles. and the pitch on the roof is like forty-five degrees. No, it's no, way man. more than oh, forty-five really? degrees. It was like thirty degrees. But the, wow. I did take. So you remember the commercials? Will it? Will it seal? Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do you know, remember the that. Flex yes, seal, yeah, right? The flex seal. So yes. I took the flex seal, squirted it in there. And, no, no, and, and and like a like a good uh, army wife, I stuck that flex seal in my sports bra. You know? Wow! Check this out. Yeah. And uh, went outside the window and got around, and then I was like, "Okay, this is a, this pitch is a little bit uh, a little oh. bit more challenging than I thought." How did you support yourself at thirty degrees? That's I used to do roofing. I laid the on I the roof. That's the problem. Okay, you can't do if, much. If that. you know where my my house is not on the on the ground, it's kind of like it doesn't have a basement. It has a very large crawl, crawl space. It's got probably a four and a half foot crawl space. An English basement. Yeah, an English uh, basement. Okay. So it's propped up, and my neighbor's fence is very pointy, kind of like oh, very pointy. It's kind of like <laughs> sharp. It's kind of, How about yeah, it's very it's sharp? It's kind of like those holes that old school like kill the pig things, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. like in Lord of the Flies. Yes, and so it's very pointy at the bottom, <laughs> and I was stuck on the roof, much like sliding off. No, I was very much on there. So, Just like that. but that pitch was so pitchy. You could see her right that now. I couldn't even get the flex seal on our YouTube out of channel my, and video. Like, at out of my sports bra to flex it. <laughs> I, I did. Finally, I got it. And I was like, you're, you're not on your back. Mind you, she's no, on her chest. I was on my, yeah. That's hard. But then there was some rotten wood on my roof that I didn't know about, which now I know about Sli- sliding down. Well, getting down was very challenging. Crunch, you hear it, but like I was in. lying up there and I was thinking to myself, this is not a good situation. I'm no. in my Birkenstocks. I'm also in shorts. And your ladder. I'm not assuming feeling the ladder. Very good. Were you able to figure out, remember where the ladder is with your feet? I didn't use down? a ladder. I climbed through what? a window. She climbed out a window. Bob. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Now she's. I want to point out. She you know is, what? The whole point is, is that trainer. I am here she's many, CrossFit many certified, years later. But come on. I sealed the hole. Ugh. Will it seal? Will it flex? Worked. I sealed it. It turned out that wasn't the problem. 
How many times in a corner a leaking do you guys see, do you see like couches just sitting on a corner? People are throwing out couches or chairs. If you were to grab that the next time, Joanne, rip the foam out of one of those. I used to do roofing. We use the foam part and we put it up there when it's a steep pitch, and then that won't slide. Then you could put your knees and you could be upright as oh, you're there, fixing You cannot the roof. be upright on thirty degrees. No, but you can use you can use something where it would add traction. So if you picture like a foam that's inserted inside like a back cushion of a couch, I'm telling or you, there is no room. Wow, between me and well, that's the impressive. Thirty degrees that would have put me at like twenty degrees. You know what? Let me tell you something. Well, no, it would hold you is what I'm trying to say. I want something to stabilize you, but we don't advise anybody to do this. Even no. She's no, CrossFit trained, but don't Dorothy, do that. Dorothy's like ready to say, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that if, you, if you'd if you like to explore heights uh, safely in a way that's actually, so that you know, insured and wearing proper okay. footwear. I like how she got us back on track. Then, uh, you know, that you should join us at the tree club. Correct, Amundo. <laughs> and learn how to do it the right way, Joanne. She has a harness but didn't use it. We won't get Always you have stuck. two people, too. Yes, and you won't get stuck. And it, it is safe for the whole family. They get up in the tree. I mean, you literally, I think we got, I want to say it was at least 30 feet, maybe, the one on Broadway yeah. at that one branch. Yeah. You could get to the top. And you had, like, guys, like, back then, Eric Ansauer, I think he was, <clears throat> he's with the... Um, our kids did it. Department of Forestry. Like Where was he with? Uh, Public Works. Public Works. Yeah. Excuse me. Public Works is involved sometimes in your cities. Uh, Department of Forestries. Um, you get your your local trees. Uh, you know, cities or whatever the nonprofits mm-hmm. that are in there. Ours is Trees Columbus, and they they're the canopy. No pun intended, or the umbrella. I'll use that over a lot of these other agencies to kind of talk and communicate and get them all together to to do cool things. I mean, keeping the city looking good. They work with a organization too. We have Keep Columbus Beautiful Commission, KCBC, and <clears throat> we, we have those in other cities as well, you know? And um, Joanne's still thinking about that 30 degrees. I am. She's still thinking about a roof. I mean, it is- <clears throat> I can't believe she's still here. I mean, you really, that's, I would have been ticked at her. She would have fell and broke her leg or something. That would not have been good news. You I mean, wouldn't have known. It was like three years ago. I would have been <clears throat> healed and fine. But you'll notice that I remembered I, I, it. You did remember. She was able did. to, she was able to tell yeah. us that. Oh my, that's interesting. Trees, trees, and climbing, but it does. But here's something, though. Joanne is in good shape. I mean, and so are you. You guys both do a lot of core, especially women. We always talk about you know resistance training. She does it all the time. Increases red blood cells. We heard it from our medical experts, and that that uh, equates to stronger bone density. And it seems like you know women that you you are in physical fit you're physically fit and you do a lot of core workout. Those are, those are type of workouts that help these kind of events. They do it and it makes it fun to do climbing and whatnot. So what, what else is fun as far as like doing something that we could do with trees Columbus that we can get engaged in and still feel like you're, you're part of the outdoors. I mean, you can do, you do trail walks, you do, you know, there's you a lot of have, education. You just had a trail walk. Yeah, we the just other had day. a brand new tree walk on All Saints Day at. Uh, you sound Riverdale. like you're Catholic. Are you Catholic? I am Catholic. So Bob. Am I. Yes, I'm, I'm Cajun Catholic. Cajun Catholic. Ooh, like Louis- South Louisiana. She's Catholic. South Louisiana. Right. Uh-huh. That's that's real in a whole different. There way. There you go. There you go, my dear. <laughs> that's right with the French um, accent. Hmm? So yeah, so we had our first All Saints Day tree walk down at Riverdale. Yeah. And uh, we had a great crowd. We had about thirty people. That's good. Um. And again, you know, all ages and physical abilities. So um, and th- those are always fun because you learn about the trees, but you also just learn a lot of the fun facts. Like uh, we talk about some of the medicinal uses, um, like the uh, Muscogees used a lot of the uh, tree bark and leaves to make teas and 
tinctures and you name it, cures for all sorts of things. So we talk about that. Um, there, That's pretty cool. You know, I didn't even realize yeah. it. But, and again, you got, who? who's the expert on that to make sure you get the right stuff so you don't like get like, uh, what, is it, what was I going to say? You end up taking the hallucinogen by, by chance from Mother Nature. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So um, I'm the one who provides the fun facts, but I'm not an expert. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so don't do so not it's 50, take 50 my chance. medical Yo. advice. <laughs> right. 50-50 chance, Bob. Eat Man, this leaf. This, this is, is a fun fact. It is okay. not a prescription. Gotcha. So, okay. yeah, but we, we also have another one coming up uh, December 20th okay, at Dinglewood. We're going to do the winter solstice tree walk. That nice, one's fun. nice. It'll be a lot of fun. But you're yeah. you're learning a lot, and this is really good. When you are learning and you're outdoors, it does something to your psyche. It does. You know, we do triathlons. You know, locally, we try Columbus Jay with with, with Joanne. Um, we gotta we gotta run a ten k. Excuse me, I just hiccuped. I mean, even if it's something man made, such as the Kelly Gardens Fantasy and Lights. More is it more than seven million lights? I always forget ten million lights. It, there's millions of lights. Lots of lights. Lots of lights. Many. Maybe I'm over exaggerating, but to say many, just I, I think a million comes to mind at least. And they're they're animated, some of them, and you get to run a portion of it, a good portion of it. In fact, a ten k of it. So, um, Joanne, that, that's coming up. But when you get into stuff that's outdoors, what is it about that? And and this is not putting gyms away. I think it's a good it's a good balance when you could go in a gym on those cold days and sometimes balance it up because there's certain things that have to be contained or in a, a respect of like a, a workout of the day. So you need to have everyone together. Or if you do something outdoors, what's don't you think they go hand in hand? I just can't understand it or describe it to people who don't like to be outside. My wife will not go outside. She said it makes her she doesn't like the air or it's too hot. She's always got a complaint. But why is the outdoors good for us? It actually, there's a lot of proof that uh, just being outside does lower your stress levels. It um, there, there's a lot of research now in um, in the effect of just being outside, <clears throat> regardless of whatever kind of exercise you're doing. And actually, the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics is now uh, making um, outdoor exposure one of their top priorities for kids, for hypertension, anxiety, um, obesity, all the things, because our bodies just respond to being outside. So on one hand, that's great. Sure. Um, and I, when I was growing up, I was fortunate that, you know, I was one of those Gen X kids where your your parents would say, you know, go outside and I don't want to see you until I the sun that. goes down. I mean, yeah, we same. could do that. And we had safe places to do that, but not everybody does. And so that's actually one of the focuses we're working on with parks and recreation in our parks is to um, have more opportunities in our local and neighborhood parks for kids to safely get outside. I, I agree. And safely, that's key. Because yeah. a lot of times people are so fearful. I mean, I don't want to bring this is kind of a crazy jump, but but think about it. The young lady who went jogging, we took a group of runners here in the Columbus, Georgia, are very passionate and, and ran the same one in honor of her, her last run, the lady who was... Uh, uh, beaten and, uh, and sexually assaulted and uh, killed. And uh, it was terrible when you see that. It's always going peers and stuff like that. I always try to tell people. But this is something different when you go together as a group. But, you know, my grandmother used to say, you know what she used to say? This no. is a generational thing because now tell since me. I'm older than you, Joanne and Dorothy. Way older. Go outside and go outside to blow the stink off you. You ever hear that yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. Did you? Maybe remember that? Just get outside no. and blow the stink. Just you, get no, outside. Joanne, she's got to always be contrarian to what I say. You know? <laughs> she, that's I just her. I'm just honest. <laughs> Never heard that. 
Maybe I'm not that stinky. I know. No, I don't maybe, know. maybe you're not. I know. But but what you're a roof dweller. Yeah. <laughs> they say roof dwellers are independent. Independent. There you go. And you know, in in um, Japan, they call it. Uh, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing this, but shinrin yoku or forest bathing. Oh, interesting. And um, they will actually provide time for workers to go outside and take a walk during the workday. So there are a lot of these little urban I, spaces where you can just go walk outside, clear your head, and come back inside, and it um, increases productivity. This is crazy. I'm not ma- I just before we got here to the podcast today, this is God's honest truth. I had to drop over. I had to drop something off to my wife from my daughter who's got her class tonight. And she forgot her bag, and so. I'm watching this woman, I, and she's walking around the block. So the conversation with my wife, not once but three times, I go, you see that lady walking? She, oh, yeah, she's she's one of our social workers. She works across the street. I go, no, that's cool. I didn't even think of that. And just if you can find that place or that space, you know, like, Joanne, your gym is in an area where it's, it's in a historic district of our area in our region, and it's pretty cool. I mean, it's nice. You can. She does a lot of workouts. You incorporate some of the outdoor venue you know, you got the Heritage yeah. Park that's nearby, plus then you go inside and you do your thing. But to couple that together, and, and again, going back to this again, whenever I get excited about this, I like like trails. Like you said, one in particular, and there's one in the Harris County, Georgia area, and it is remarkable. It used to be part of the Franklin Delano Roosevelt rail system that used to take the president. You know, he'd fly in, probably would, I would assume he flew into probably Fort Benning. I'm going to say maybe Lawson Field. I think it was, yeah, because it was still active then. He probably came in and then he took the train. They somehow took him wherever they could pick it up. But this Manowar Trail, old rails to trails lifted up at this particular point. And they're all beautiful, even in the Muskogee County area as well. But the, you go up the mountain, now it's fully connected. And the views are breathtaking. There's there that's the experience. There's something about and as many times you run on a river walk, it changes constantly. You could if it's a cloudy day, a foggy day, a hot day, a sunny day, a, a, a cold winter day, it always always looks different. So it makes you it's not boring. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it can always change and it brings something there to you. But going together as a group is important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, we were uh, we're working in a neighborhood park, um, Theo McGee, which is adjacent to the McClung YMCA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's a you know it's a nice little space. But as a part of this project, um, we did a lot of community outreach to ask the neighborhood, um, how would you like to use this park? Why do you use it, or why do you not use it? Um, and the answers were so, um, you know, they, it was just it was pretty basic. They don't use it because it's hot. There aren't enough trees, or the trees aren't in the right place. Um, there Excuse wasn't me. a place to walk. So, for example, if you're a mom or a grandmother, and you're bringing a child who wants to play on the playground, which is blazing hot because there's no shade, um, there's also no place for you to walk a stroller. There are a lot of elderly folks in the neighborhood who wanted to just take a walk, but there's there's no place to walk. So a lot Never of just of basic improvements could be made to that space so that it meets the neighborhood needs and people can get out and use that park. I mean, it's a nice little park, um, and it almost meets the meet the needs of the neighborhood, but not quite. And the vast majority of the people who use it walk. Some ride their bikes to get there, um, but it really is a neighborhood park. So that's you know, like a real sense. simple, yeah. just yeah. ask, ask, you know, who are the park users? Um, ask them what would make this park more 
serviceable. Trees, fortunately, were one of the answers. You know, and, you know, <laughs> like highway departments, they'll, they'll lay down those cables to see how much traffic goes by. How do you how do you measure how do you measure that? How do you measure part? Do you put like a camera there, or do you just talk or set something there for a day? Cam. Do you put a deer, deer cam, cam up there? Deer <laughs> cam. Um, parks and Recreation. We're working in partnership with gotcha. them, and, and okay. they can measure park uses. I mean, for Trees Columbus, it was it was just sort of anecdotal that we would every time we went there, there weren't people Where the using heck are, it, yeah, right, right? yeah. Um, or they would use the, I mean, the basketball court, right? True. People want to use the basketball court, but it's also very hot. You see, um, Lake Bottom, our other park, it's got mm-hmm. plenty of shade. Yeah, unless a tornado comes through. So and that's interesting down. too, Bob, yeah. because yeah. Lake Bottom has a lot of of canopy cover right now, seventy some percent. But it's in really bad shape, mm-hmm. um, which you know maybe CCG don't 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 listen earmuffs, Joanne. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to hear that. Joanne is uh, one um, of our city councilors, that's why she'll. So that yeah, canopy yeah. is in is in really poor shape yeah. because of disease, age, storms, you name it. Um, and right now there isn't a program in place to replace it. Oh, I so, didn't see it. In, that's a story. That's yeah. a story. Every time you wrote, every time you report up. Wind. Storm, yeah, it drives you crazy. Right? Here yeah. we go. There's like how many more trees can fall over at this at time bottom? of the podcast? We're talking about Nicole. If you look back yeah. in 2022, is uh, tropical storm Nicole, and that it's going to leave some some foliage damage, which we've seen. Right. We saw a tornado in 09, it came through, ripped right yep. through 13th Street. And yep. um, I remember that I was yeah. in the Bahamas, but I remember it when I got back. <laughs> and, yeah, I but you guys plant, you're in the business of absolutely replanting, right. but you're not the one that goes in there, you rely on some of your partnerships. To take care of that. Right. It's it's city property. Yeah, so um, you kind of so poke them a little bit and say, come on, guys. We, yeah. we do, we, <laughs> yeah, okay. we do a little prompting. A little <laughs> I might might be known for that. Get the mayor over at, at some yeah, of the Tree Columbus um, events. Come on, mayor. Right? I might be a little bit of a pest. Yeah. Um, but as far as the replanting, we are um, working with Parks and Rec to, to start a program of regularly, regularly um, replanting. So we're going to okay. do an, an area in the south part of the park this winter. Um, as a as a coordinated partnership effort, but you know the big idea is that let's start this in Lake Bottom, let's start it in Theo McGee, and then it just becomes a thing um, where the city does a better job of monitoring and um, maintaining trees, planting new trees, um, because you know obviously we want the tree canopy, right. but you also want it to be safe because we were inviting people under the trees. You want them to be safe and not have any kind of Potential hazard. We have so many evergreens here. We got so many evergreens, and evergreens are nice, but they—they're the first things to topple over when the winds blow. That—that's not necessarily. Oh, okay, good. I stand no, corrected. Not necessarily, Bob. Joanne, I stand corrected. Oh, I mean, to, Bob's oh, wrong. Whoa. Not necessarily. So tell um, me about this. And actually, because of the with our survey numbers, you mm-hmm. know, we surveyed two thousand some trees um, in and around Lake Bottom Park. And um, you know, it's as many oaks that come down as it is pines. It's really? Just people, okay. I just you just assume they're because the, and people know what a pine tree is. Yeah. So, yeah. so you just say there's another pine tree, except if it's an oak tree. Right. I do remember an oak that was diseased, and you you recognize that, and you were able to get it taken down and grow. And we planted another oak tree yeah. on Arbor Day. Yeah. So it, it's going to take a lot of partnership to make it happen yeah. in all of our 50 plus parks. Yeah. But it really it really needs to happen. I mean, nobody wants to put a roof on the house. Uh, nobody wants to get a new age back. Um, see her face. It's all coming back to Joanne's <laughs> It's all coming back. Right? Ooh, yes. Um, but we got to do it. I mean, yes, we right. have 
parks. We have these paths connecting the parks. We need to get people out in the parks, but um, we've really got to take care of the the roof um, being the trees. Well, I tree worry canopy. about the canopy sometimes when the winds are blowing. Do we do we tell people when the weather is a little bit inclement and we're walking or we want to utilize these trails that have canopy that these branches come down and you'll hear them go crack. There's just those, those little rotten branches. I just happen to have, I, I have property where I am that used to be paper. There was a lot of paper that was under. So I have a lot of evergreen, but I got, because evergreen's dying, those little skinny ones, they come up and then eventually fall. You kind of weed them out. Cause they're like, they, I just think of them as like, we, there's so many of them. There's some very nice pines. I have. I like to try to keep the real big ones. They look, they look nice. But then there's so much hardwood trying to come up on its own. They need that light. So is it safe to, do we, you know, what do we, do you kind of inspect that? I mean, because you, you could tell after a windstorm on the trail. I mean, you've seen it, guys, right? I mean, even if you're riding your bike, Joanne or Dorothy, or on the river walk somewhere, see those branches, pieces, a lot of leaves down. we got to watch for that. I mean, yeah. is there the hazards? Are probably the first thing you always kind of, you're inspecting, your eyes are kind of going right. up. Yeah. Well, and as a part of this uh, parks project, that's one thing Trees Columbus did is we looked at all the trees, inspected them, gave maintenance recommendations and said, you know, this one needs to be pruned. This one should come down. This one needs to have somebody look at it in another three to five years. So you get this system set up and then you just keep, you just keep rolling and you do it in the parks, you do it in high traffic areas, anywhere where you're inviting people. Another place you would do it is along, say, a major transportation corridor. If you've got, um, say, you the, the roads to your hospitals, mm -hmm. the roads to your fire stations, that's another area Makes where sense. you would yeah, want, we don't, we to want to inspect. To be, yeah. That's right. So that when you know you've got a storm coming through, um, it gives you, I mean, it, obviously you cannot uh, predict when and where yeah, a tree Like a tornado or something would be hard because right. you could have good sounding, mm -hmm. standing, secure right. trees and uh, you know, EF zero comes through like we had in um, uh, March third of two thousand nineteen. Yeah. It, it, it'll just no no tree is going to withstand. Right, it. and 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 I mean, you, there's only so much you can do about that. But just by keeping a a better idea of maintenance needs and just having eyes on the trees regularly, you can prevent a lot of the. Um, this is doesn't this sounds redundant, but you can prevent the preventable litter and the and yeah. the debris. Sure. So, no, no, that I mean, makes sense. I mean, there's some obvious cases where you think that one's going to come down in the next major windstorm. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the one thing about the, the trees, too, that I always worry about, and I look at that, is how much pushback do you get? I mean, you guys are kind of, I want to say you're like kind of like the police of the trees in a way, but in a good way. Tree don't police. say that. No, tree police. Is that bad? Tree no, police. tree Aww. police. I'm already the tree lady. Okay, tree lady. Okay, we're going to call you the tree lady. Okay, tree, tree police. Joanne. Like Joanne likes that. You don't carry a gun on you when you go around, do you? you just carry Not ropes yet. and stuff, yeah. But I mean, if yeah. you, but do people do they listen to you all the time though? Because there's some. I mean, it's you got to go through the bureaucratic stuff with the city. You got you got other agencies that might say, well, this is not our responsibility. And if something costs money, do you know who funds it and all that? I mean, how does I know? Look, I'm getting into politics here, but I'm just saying, is that is that kind of a headache sometimes for you guys? Um, we're asking hard questions, Bob. He is asking hard wood, hard questions. Because I'm thinking Very hardwood. Tense. Hardwood so, trees. So right. um, <laughs> do people listen to me? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. It depends on whether <laughs> I am giving them the answer they want to hear. Do you listen to Joanne when she gives you a command, like a workout of the day, you know, to it's keep fit? Like, it depends on whether she's telling me what I want to hear. Okay, what do you want to hear? Um, so with the city, here's, here's the thing. It's very hard to keep um, the trees as a priority with public works. Sure. With any department. But, um, I mean, it, 
people tend to call their counselor about tall grass, right? Grass gets tall, and people have no problem complaining about that. So um, public works spends a lot of time mowing, right? They spend a lot of time mowing and weeding. Well, um, you know, tall grass doesn't tend to hurt people or crush a car or cause a lot of property damage. However, people notice it, and they make phone calls about it. And so um, that ten, mowing, mowing the grass tends to be a higher priority. Like the medians than and trees. the side, because people yeah. really like see that because it's an eye. And that, that's, that's oh, yeah. true. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, when people contact Trees Columbus about trees, I, we will answer their question. We'll give them our thoughts, advice, whatever. And we tell them, you need to let the city know that you are worried about this because they need to hear Case from somebody. Point, the tree other that landed on made. our neighbor's car the other day. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure you heard about that. Precisely. Yeah. And yes. that, that, I was driving down the street and there all wasn't sudden, even There wasn't even any wind that day. No, no. It just so fell that over. goes to show you. And that's not unusual either. Right. I mean, because and, that's yeah. just a rotted out. Over. How do you, again, how do you identify if it's like you, that one time in a park, this is years ago, and you knew this one tree was rotted on the inside, mm-hmm. but I can't figure out how in the heck do you know that? Because uh, it wasn't outside visually looking at it, it looked fine. How do you know I, you're right, the wind is going to blow? Because when you cut it, Thursday. it was like all gutted, it was like all rotted out. I'm like, geez, good thing you got rid of that. I paid a certified arborist to look at it for me. <laughs> oh, wow. So you can yeah. actually do, isn't it yes. something? So, you would- so and, and certified arborists can be trained in something called a hazard tree assessment. And um, we had an arborist who had that certification. And so he did that survey for us in the in the two areas that we designated. And he said, you know, this is a priority one tree that is a potential hazard and should be removed. This one might be a priority two. This one can be pruned, and you know, this one's fine. So he gave all those recommendations. That's it was not me, cool. Bob. But I mean, when uh, we, we but to get them functional like this is what makes us go out and enjoy, so we can get out and get fit and get outside and be right. safe. Right. And you, it goes that's hand, right. And that's why it's so critical to support these nonprofits like this because you don't even. I'm just saying. I, I'm I'm being honest because if without that we can't enjoy it, but we want to enjoy it safely. And it's right. beyond that. So everyone thinks you're, you're, you know, people that are in the trees are, oh, don't kill that tree. They're not saying kill the tree. They're going to keep that tree safe. But you will also replant a tree, right? Right. You've got to, we've got to keep that cycle going because they don't live forever. And it's, you know, you can't just plant a tree and let it go. Right. Um, they really, especially in public spaces, require some uh, maintenance. They require care. Um, and at a certain point, they're going to need to be removed and replaced. And that's just a constant cycle. When I talk, I'm using a lot of oxygen in the air. I'm absorbing it. <laughs> Joanne doesn't get a chance to they have so any. I can barely breathe. I know. So how much does a tree take out of the air? I'm talking about the, the, the bad stuff, the carbon. I mean, we always talk about that. A lot of You and I have runner's stuff. asthma. Cause remember, <laughs> you and I have, remember how we talked about our asthma talk? But so what, like... Like toxic pollutants, dust, particle. I mean, how small of a particulate? <laughs> Joanne. Fun facts. Uh, Fun facts. Bob, I would have to Google that. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Does anybody want to Google? <laughs> I know that there's the there's storage, there's you know capturing particulates, there's cleaning the water. I can tell you all that. I cannot give you the measured amount, and it depends on the tree. It, a younger tree will capture more um, than a larger tree. That's kind of makes its best days. Yeah. But that's what you want, you know, and that's why you see a lot of trees on interstates. It's a sound barrier. It also helps with sound. 
it protects us a little mm-hmm. bit and then you know then we also get the the uh, the uh the great thing where it does help refresh the air it recharges it i guess and you know um you're we're seeing a reverse trend now but uh back in the 70s and 80s the department of transportation gdot and um the forestry commission partnered to plant probably millions of trees along right of way to mm-hmm. do that to fight uh air pollution and also provide that sound barrier um now there's uh much more of a trend to just cut all of those, but uh, for what, a variety of reasons. Is that for billboards and stuff like that? And I'm uh, getting in some so. cases it is, and in some cases it's for um, new safety standards. Okay. Um, there's something called the Ashto safety standards, which require a clear zone, and some states will follow that to the letter, like Georgia, and then go beyond it and just clear all the way to the fence. And then you have other states like Virginia, and in some cases Florida, um, that. You worry about erosion. I see to. that across some highways here, haven't you? Where they, they kind of like edge it, and you say to yourself, "I think I'll use this example because I just went on twenty seven the other day. I was going up to Troop County, outside of our county, and there's an area where now it could be because they're fixing a bridge too, but they cut they cut a lot of those trees back, and I notice it sometimes. And you see the rocks, but they kind of like try to tear it and put the rock for erosion because I mean, you the trees sort of hold everything in too, right? But so then, once you lose those trees, then yeah. you start to lose the the um, capability to prevent erosion. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like, and under- then you have to mow it. True, true. There you go with the mowing thing and again. You have tall grass. And you got tall grass, and, tall and grass Joanne and gets calls call and complain about it because it's a thing you can see. Yes, but, but you can't see the disease tree. Yeah, yeah. But the disease tree you can't see. So, so these are good things. So when we get out and get fit, remember all this, guys. Think of those people. Here, play some music. It up. It's time oh, for right the music. Here. It's oh, time no. for the music. Oh, here no, we go. No, I just no, feel no. the music no, no, right now. No, no, no. Here we go, Joanne. I think it's time, Joanne. It is that time when you hear the whispering sounds of the wind rustling the leaves in the trees. I can't. Is that tree I, ready to die? I, I can't do that. Could it fall on top <laughs> of you? I don't think that. No, no, I'm thinking, but I'm going to turn it into no, positive. But the great thing about is the shade. shade, right. That shade is there for a reason. You're and we're so gonna, shady. We're, yes, I'm throwing some shade at you. And then now we're providing you with a safe environment and knowing that these trees do good things. So embrace the tree. Make sure they're healthy, secure. Call your local you tree whisperer. pulpit or something? I know. I feel like it. Call your Dorothy McDaniel from Trees Columbus. She'll, she'll give you everything you need. Don't <laughs> throw shade, Bob. Grow it. Oh, that's great. It's a shirt. It's, yeah. Oh, she got that from the shirt. Was that where the shirt no, was it's inspired on her from? Shirt. It's on her shirt. That's right. I didn't see it today, though. She didn't wear it. She didn't wear it. Oh, my gosh. Well, great episode here. Stay with Joanne and I every week. Dorothy, you're a delight. That was good stuff. <laughs> Why, thank you, Bob. You're it's a delight, good. too, Bob. And I still, you, too, Jojo. I still want to Gee, know thanks. some of that, nat, that medicinal stuff on the tree walks. I, I, I'm kind right. of digging that Why don't a you give bit. it a lot? Give it a try, Bob. Yeah, I will. Hey. Just give it a try. Dude, Eat that's good. That's good leaf, Eat dude. a leaf and see what happens. <laughs> I'm telling you. I've got 50, some... 50-50 chance. I've got some stuff. But go with the experts. They will tell you the right way of doing it. Do these tree walks. Get involved in your community. Find out more about it. If you don't know, Dorothy, we got a link here. Trees Columbus, of course, right here in Columbus, Georgia, treecolumbus.org. But but there's other trees, cities, and, and they all have someone who does this. Check your local arborist or whatever to find out who they are, and it'll direct you to where you need to go. When in doubt, climb a tree. But never go on a roof by yourself. In Birkenstocks. In Birkenstocks. Joanne. We'll talk about that again after this. So check us out. Now we're on YouTube. We're on iHeart, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, check it out. We're also at WRBL.com, which is video. Also YouTube, as we just said, these episodes, social media as well. We've got a nice link there, some funny moments with Joanne and Dorothy. 
We'll see it. We'll link you up to the next one. We'll see you next week, everybody, right here on the Bob Jeswold Show. 7 o'clock, we stream right here at WRBL.com. Then we provide you in all the other platforms. Trees, Columbus. Love it.